0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along to this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. A great week it's been for British Speedway with Dan Bewley already claiming his place in the 2023 Speedway Grand Prix lineup alongside Kim Nilsson and Jack Holder and it was the Sheffield Tigers who narrowly lost out to the Wolverhampton Wolves in Monday night's televised meeting. We'll hear from Tobias Musilak and from Luke Becker. All in all that was a
1: good team win, you know Sheffield's a good solid team especially around here so we're uh, definitely happy with it. We
0: also had an unusual situation at Plymouth where moments before the meeting was due to start with crowd assembled, bikes already warming up, the meeting was abandoned.
2: We'll hear from the match referee Jim McGregor. None of them were particularly happy and they said the track, in their view the wasn't uh, wasn't fit for racing. And for much of this
0: episode, our spotlight is on the Pool Pirates. The host venue, of course, for this week's Championship Riders Individual Final, which is taking place at Pool Stadium on Wednesday. And it's a busy time for the Pirates, of course, assured of a playoff place. Neil Middleditch's testimonial next week. And we'll hear throughout this episode from the Pool Pirates co-promoter, Danny Ford. All to come on No Breaks, No Fear.
3: No Breaks, No Fear the official British Speedway podcast.
0: Welcome along then, very soon we'll be hearing from Danny Ford for uh, much of this episode as I say there's lots to talk about as far as pool are concerned but not just that because um, Danny Ford also one of the directors of British Speedway and uh, we'll explore one or two of the, the maybe the burning questions that might be on the minds of, of one or two fans about British Speedway moving forward as well so that's all on the way very soon but first of all just to look back at that result from Monday night which maybe you watched it was a thriller on the TV I've got to say some exciting racing in this one as Wolverhampton held on for a 46-44 win over playoff rivals Sheffield in a thrilling premiership contest at Monmore Green Luke Becker was the home side's hero in Heat 15 as he took that crucial second place ahead of Tigers Tobias Musilac, repassing the pole after skipper Sam Masters had fallen Becker dropped just one point all meeting scoring 13 plus 1 while ex-Wolves Musilac with 11 plus 1 along with Kyle Howarth led the way for the Owlerton outfit we'll hear from Tobias ask in a moment but first of all let's hear from the Wolves top scorer Luke Becker with Ryan Guest
1: Well Luke that was a, a bit of a close one against Sheffield here tonight Yeah no exactly it's a, uh, it's not ideal you know coming down a last seat deciders but um you know happy we ended with uh well we needed two points in that last heat, so that was the main goal and that's what we got so we're happy with it
4: yeah dramatic heat 15 almost as well i know you were chasing carl for the lead almost uh, locked it up a bit too much mushy came on up the inside and then you repaid
1: the favor on the next couple of bends as well yeah i was uh wasn't was uh, kind of hitting myself for a second there but um luckily we were able to you know bounce back and get back past them so um all in all that was a good team win you know Sheffield's a good solid team especially around here so we're uh, definitely happy with it. We've spoken about your home form a, a lot in, in recent times
4: as well it shows how much you've come on on a, a regular consistent basis as well and again to, to go unbeaten from your full program rides and do the job when when the pressure was on in need 15 tonight um, again sh- shows a lot of, of where you're at right now.
1: Yeah exactly um, definitely feeling feeling good at the moment I mean knock on wood uh, we've been trying to trying a few different things you know setup wise and uh, everything seems to be working so we just gotta, uh you know keep it rolling into the end of the season and uh finish strong
4: yeah as you said sheffield uh, certainly a strong team they were preseason favorites don't forget sam wasn't uh, isn't 100 percent fit i don't think stevie's 100 percent rise after his crash last wednesday as well so that that was a, a, a real good fight a good effort tonight
1: yeah having uh having our captain back you know it just um, it says a lot, you know. Even if he's not 100%, he's still out there and uh, banging in good points. So it- shows what kind of rider he is and uh, we're stoked to have him back and once we're um yeah if we're all firing together we're definitely a hard team to beat
4: on Thursday night at Ipswich obviously they they've been going really well this this year spent a lot of time at the top of the league when Wolves were there earlier in the season came same, so so close to a victory just threw it away in that that last race so will that be in the back of the minds
1: do you think when you head there on Thursday no uh, definitely um of course we go every race to win but we know it's not going to be easy and um you know we're uh we're remaining positive. Luke, well done to you in the walls tonight. Thank you.
4: Well, Toby, going down 46-44 uh, here at Wolverhampton. It was a, a real close meeting and a, a great effort from the Plan Tigers tonight.
5: Yeah, absolutely. That was a good night for us. One on table point to yeah to the table. Um, yeah, I I should I should be better in 15 because I was passing Luke, and then my bag was pulling too much, and I I was off the the, the best line, and he passed me over. Uh, uh, so sorry for that, but anyway, uh, it's a good score at Wolverhampton. So difficult track, so uh, and happy that I, I stay stay healthy. Yeah, I was
4: going to say it was a, a really dramatic one as well. Went down to a last heat, decided Sheffield needing that five-one car was out there. Yeah. Sam Masters spun off, and then you have you've, you've come through to take second as well, and it, it was all going on in that last race, wasn't it?
5: I, I didn't even know that Sam followed away. Um and then I was trying to, to, to uh, chase Luke and, and I really did it. And then unfortunately he passed me once again and uh you know I can shame myself because uh, uh a little too late a little bit too
4: late we, we found a good setup which was good from the gate. Without Adam don't forget as well, like you say positives can be taken from this one now.
5: Yeah that's that's for sure. Um that that's a really good score. We don't have Adam, uh, we, we're still looking forward to to raising the, uh, the full squad and waiting for Adam uh, sending best wishes to him um, yeah and uh,
4: Thursday now a huge meeting at home against Bellevue on uh, at Alderton.
5: Yeah, that's going to be a difficult one for sure, but we, we stay in focus and 100 uh, percent ready for this moment. so be well done tonight.
0: Thank you very much. Tobias Musilak there with Ryan Guest, and that sets things up very nicely for this Thursday when all six Premiership teams are due to be in action. Um The fixtures are Ipswich versus Wolverhampton, Peterborough versus Kings Lynn, and Sheffield versus Bellevue. And looking at the league table, that is important because Sheffield Tigers currently in fourth place in the league on 27 points. Above them in third, the Bellevue Aces on 29 points. If Sheffield get the win there and um, Other results go their way. That could put Sheffield joint second on 30 points potentially. But of course there's a long way to go yet and Bellevue are going to want to have their say. Um, The bottom two facing off against each other and the top two together as well. So it's a, a big night of fixtures on Thursday night in the Premiership, and then looking ahead to Monday, um, we've got um, a double header between Bellevue and Wolverhampton. The um, first staging of that is going to be at the National Speedway Stadium at lunchtime on Bank Holiday Monday, because it is Bank Holiday Monday, Um, and then the return will be at 8 o'clock, and that fixture will be live on Eurosport 2, getting underway at 8 o'clock, and it's also going to be Peterborough versus Sheffield. So that's the Premiership. Uh, fixture situation for the coming week and uh, the general picture of what's going on there. Meanwhile, the playoff situation is hotting up in the championship as well, and Glasgow secured a top-two finish in the championship with a 46-44 win over Redcar in a thriller at the Echo Arena. The Tigers saw a 10-point advantage clawed back by the hosts, who also lost number 1 Craig Cook, who'd returned from injury with four straight wins when he was brought down by Charles Wright in Heat 13. A 5-1 for the Bears in Heat 14 from outstanding reserve Jordan Jenkins and Casper Anderson put them in front, but stand-in skipper Tom Brennan and guest... Aaron Summers turned the meeting back in the Tigers favour with a 5-1 in the decider. It means that Redcar's fate in the playoffs is yet to be decided and it could well come down to a clash against the Scunthorpe Scorpions who they face later this week on Friday night in fact at the Echo Arena. Glasgow Tigers assured of second place. Following that meeting let's hear from Jamie Swales
6: speaking with Ryan Nassau. Killer blow twelve playoff hopes after a fantastic meeting
7: yeah uh, i'm sure for everyone watching on base and it? it was a brilliant meeting that one um you know i just had everything really um yeah right at this moment feel absolutely gutted with the results um uh, it's quite hard to take really without the lads road
6: uh disappointing at the top end of the scene which really cost us with charles only getting paid five with bike issues and then jason uncharacteristic scoring nothing
7: yeah charles um he took a couple of heavy falls recently um And ever since then, he can't find out why he's burning clutches out. Um, He's the ultimate professional with his bike and he has tried everything that he can think of and was still struggling to find out why. Um, He's burnt two sets of plates out uh, just tonight. Um, And Jason, yeah, you know, he's still a young guy that's learning. Um, You've got to expect a a bad meeting sometimes. He wasn't off the pace. He just couldn't do his uh, characteristic starts
6: um yeah it's just yeah great meeting tough to take the result i think we're still in the ascendancy because ascent it's not in our hands but it kind of is in our hands if that makes sense because if we can beat scunthorpe at home and send them away pointless uh, it all rests on them going to Berwick, also pointless so do you think we're still in the uh
7: upper hand with it absolutely um you know, if we have to go to Plymouth and get something at the ends, then that's what we'll be going out to do. Um, it is still 100% in our
6: hands. Uh, we've just made it a bit harder for ourselves tonight, that's all. And um, next week, you could say, yes, Jake Allen's back for Scunthorpe. And we only beat them by four last time. But we've got Kyle Newman in the side now, who is likely to score some points. Yeah,
7: yeah. Uh, Scunthorpe, Park um, We've you know, I don't fear fall. Dougie's a good rider, um, I'm sure if we can sort Charles' clutch issues out then uh, he'll be back on form, Jason's not going to have two meetings like that in a row, he's, he's turned out to be too good a rider to be like that, um, and Casper will have had another week to get over his hip injury, um, yeah, I, I'm full confidence for Friday, we're going to do what's needed, um, We just need Berwick to do us some favours now.
6: Well, and a message to the supporters, uh, thinking I might come down, I might not, to come down because the lads need that eighth man.
7: They do. Um, The support tonight was phenomenal. It was absolutely brilliant, hair-raising at times. Um, We need that more. We need to push us into the playoffs. Uh, I don't want our season ending prematurely. The team's too good now for that. Um, We just need to get over this little rut and... uh,
0: Yeah, there's more to come. For the red car bears, next up it's the Scunthorpe Scorpions at the Echo Arena and it could come down to those two sides. Battling it out for that final playoff place, um, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. It's a busy time, and this weekend coming up is going to be very pivotal in how things are going to turn out in the championship playoff situation. And one team are not entirely out of the woods are the Plymouth Gladiators. They were due to race against uh, now second place Glasgow Tigers on Tuesday night, but that meeting ended before it had begun. There had been some rain falling overnight. The track was a little soft. Track work. Had continued through the afternoon to try and rectify that however the riders weren't happy and ultimately referee Jim McGregor called a halt to the meeting with just a few minutes to go before the scheduled start time that leaves Plymouth still needing one point to be mathematically sure of qualification in the playoff picture in the championship and uh, they will race against the red Car Bears next Tuesday at home to try and achieve that and uh, yet to find out what the situation will be with that Glasgow fixture if that will be rearranged or not. Let's hear from the match referee uh, on that occasion and that was Jim McGregor speaking to BSN.
2: The riders and team managers both came to me uh, and were worried about uh, the soft spots between the start gate and the uh, entry to the first bend. Um, I did go out, looked at it and found it was very, very soft. Um, <coughs> tracks staff tried to um, rectify the problem, bearing in mind that when I got here, um, there was a fire actually on the track where they were trying to get rid of the, the dampness that was on the track. Uh, it didn't work, uh, the fire brigade came as well. Um, but uh, Mark then started to uh, try and sort the track, but <coughs> there became a big ridge um, just to where the, the boys would be wanting to turn to go into the first bend. Um, they gave me their concerns about this Uh, we gave Mark time to uh, to rectify the problem Um, and um, most of the the Plymouth riders weren't that keen on on riding it and uh, my concern was that after a couple of races the bit that was all filled in would start to come out um, and there wouldn't be uh, (coughs) we would be down to where this ridge was again um, and I, I reckon it would only taken a couple of races, and that that would happen. Um, so we consulted with the captains, uh, and we also consulted with all the riders. And uh, um, you know, none of them were particularly happy, and they said the tripe, in their view, the track wasn't uh, wasn't fit for racing. Um, on that basis, there's not a lot the referee can do, other than call it to, uh, call the meeting off, which is very, very unfortunate when there's. Uh, a really good crowd here waiting to, for the meeting to start, but most of the riders have agreed it was the right decision. Would, would
4: Jim, there been of any value in sending a rider out to, to test it, or would that have
2: given a false <laughs> impression of track conditions? We we were looking at that. Um, we had one rider who was who was prepared to go go out, um, but before he got ready to go out, uh, we had checked. We, we had spoken to all the riders. And the consensus of opinion was, uh, uh, no, it wasn't safe. With that in mind, the last thing I wanted to do was send any rider out who subsequently might have got injured testing the track. So I made the decision that, unfortunately, we had to cancel tonight's meeting.
0: That's Jim McGregor, the match referee for Plymouth versus Glasgow on Tuesday night, speaking with Hayley Bromley and Jason Harold from the British Speedway Network. Well, next up in the Championship, it's going to be the Championship Riders Individual Championship taking place at Poole's Wimborne Road Stadium. And we've got the Poole Pirates co-promoter Danny Ford with us for the rest of the podcast. He's on the way next here on No Brakes, No Fear.
3: No Brakes, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast.
0: Welcome to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Very pleased to say we've got um, Pool Pirates co-promoter Danny Ford with us. Uh, Hiya, Danny. Hi, Ian. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. And, and looking at you sat in your office, you've got all these trophies... Behind you, and of course, the Pool Pirates have been one of the most successful teams in British Speedway for for many, many years, and certainly of recent times. And whether that's in the the top league or or now in in the Championship, of course, you won the double last year. But how's this year gone for you? Um, you know, through the course of this year, you, we're speaking at a point where. We now know that Pools' fate is is going to be the quarterfinals of the playoffs, so you're going to have some extra fixtures to race to uh, get through to that grand final this year and uh, try and retain that title. But what's your assessment on how things have gone up to this point?
3: Yeah, it's been a bit of a a funny one, to be honest. You know, last year was very strange, obviously coming off the back of COVID. um, And then you kind of didn't have a chance to breathe last year. It was kind of like you had to just you're chasing your tail all year and you didn't really know where you're standing so this year it's been a bit more of a, a regular season but you know f- my first regular season at the helm really so yeah it's um, it's been a little bit stop start which hasn't been ideal um, particularly early on um, we were struggling with the momentum and I think that caught up with us um, mid-season when we had a little bit of a blip um, lost to Leicester um, Plymouth came here and pinched a draw and even in our victories, we weren't overly convincing. Um, but I think as the fixtures have started to become a bit more regular, um, we've got a bit of momentum, the schedule's starting to fill up. And yeah, things are definitely starting to pick up at the right time. Now we're heading into playoffs.
0: And of course, this is what it's all about. It is qualifying for the playoffs. And for yourselves, it was all about whether it's going to be automatic qualification to the to the semi-finals. There There is the quarterfinals. As yet, you, you don't really know your... Um, opposition yet of course but that is looking like scunthorpe or Redcar or plymouth really in 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 the next round now
3: yeah that's it i'm we were discussing with the lads we we would discuss a lot of the lads about it um whether actually going through the quarterfinals might actually be beneficial to us because you know staying race sharp during that time of the year is so important and that gives us potentially two more meetings um so while you know, on paper, it, it, like last year we finished top, it was it, it worked for us. I think actually doing it the hard way and coming through the quarterfinals will work for us this year. Um, you know, I, I know you were speaking to Harry um, last night about that on BSN, and he, he was saying the same. And I think, you know, more fixtures and more time on the bike will actually suit us good. And as you say, we don't know our opposition yet. It looks like it'll probably be Scunthorpe or Redcar. Um, two places this year we've had. Decent results at and um, dominant home wins over, so um, you know we got we got uh, roll the punches and we'll do it the hard way if we need to.
0: Yeah, and and um, I was with Javi last night and that was uh, <laughs> always a always a fun experience. And of course, Javi's been team manager for you for the, like sharing the the load with Midlow, but largely on those away meetings the trips up north and, and so on have he's been there and of course he is a, a club legend with a number of clubs in in British Speedway but Poole being one of them he had his testimonial at uh, at Poole Stadium at Wimborne Road a, a while back he was telling me yesterday as well and a place that is very close to his heart and he said that when you know when when Matt um, gave him that call it, it was like not even a a question in his mind of whether he was going to do it it was before they discussed any terms or small print it was like yeah whatever you want I'll do it because he just loves the club so much
3: yeah i think you know he wasn't here for the longest um but you know certainly when he came here he made an impact and as you say you know he's a he's a he's a legend of the sport and um i think he'd been out of the sport for you know had hadn't had any official involvement for a couple of years when we gave him the call so um, the chance for him to get back involved with Speedway, him, you know, for back involved with Paul for the first time since his his riding days. Um, yeah, he jumped at it. And, you know, um, it's been a hell of a successful time so far. And um, hopefully um, this year can continue that same kind of success because um, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a great guy to have in the pits. Um, what he brings is very different to what Midlow brings, but um, it's... You can't really pinpoint exactly what it is, but the, what, the way he speaks to the riders and um, the, the respect the riders have for him is 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 fantastic. Um, you know, he's been there, done that. He's been the highest level of the sport, you know, former world champion. What more can you ask for in terms of um, experience? And especially when we've got these young lads, you know, Drew Kemp, Nathan Ablett, um, having someone like Javi in their corner is it's it's probably the best you can ask for you know the way his bike craft was you know second to none and the um advice he can offer these guys um will stand them in good stead in their career so it's working really well and you know there were a lot of question marks people were asking us when we brought in you know um Javi as as the northern team manager and um rightly so because I wasn't you know overly convinced it was going to work but um It has. And, um, you know, last year showed that. I mean, we won everything that was on offer. We're still within a chance of winning everything on offer um, this year. Um, So, yeah, it's it's not all so bad. And, um, yeah, it's it's definitely been working. But as I say, they they offer two completely different styles of management, you know. Um, And I think the the big meetings, when we have them both together, you can really see that and we get the best of both worlds.
0: I think the thing I noticed with Javi, and uh, it was fairly evident when he was commentating on the TV the other night, was he, he, he'll he say it as he sees it. There's no sort of sugarcoating anything. But I think that's good. And I think especially for younger riders who maybe get wrapped up in, and, and I think it's the same in any in any walk of life perhaps you get wrapped up in all the things that people tell you you need you know you need this you need that you need this gear that gear and Javi will just say you don't need that this is what you're trying to do like with the engine you know tuning messing about with engine settings he said you don't need to if your engine's good in the first place you don't need to go changing stuff during the meeting and I think for, for some young lads maybe they do get wrapped up with various people who are trying to sell them stuff and I think with Javi he'll just keep your feet on the ground and say don't need that just get out and ride the bike better
3: <laughs> yeah I think you know that's definitely the case Javi will cut through all that BS to be honest yeah. Um, yeah and and lay out the facts um he's very straight talking and I think you know a- as you said especially for these young guys they're you know they're pulled pillar to post they you know if a lot of them um if things aren't going their way they they struggle and Javi will cut straight through that um to be fair midlow's just as good you know um he, he's worked with the best so um we've got two of the best guys in our corner and I think you know th- Genuinely, when riders do come to pool, um, they do improve. And um, not not always, but the majority of the time. I think the management and the the team managers are a massive part of that.
0: You made the, the switch to the championship which um, obviously various people had their own say on, on that. Um, the decision was led r- largely by the race night issue, I think, wasn't it, in, at the time? And and obviously the, the Premiership now stuck to, to Monday and, and Thursday nights. People are still saying, why aren't Poole in the top league? But has anything changed in that? Are, are you happy with life in, in the Championship? You are the reigning champions and knockout cup champions and, and aiming to repeat that success, as you mentioned, and if not, go further. But... Um, life in the championship i think the championship's certainly a better place
3: place for having pool in it i think so at the moment you know um the championship you know obviously it's more teams more variety i think that was a a, one of the key factors i think our last season in uh, the premiership 2019 um i think we raced ipswich about three times within the space of a month you know and it was getting a little bit stale for us i think that kind of you know was probably the worst of it and that didn't help and that was towards the end of the season so it always leaves a sour taste in your mouth but um yeah it wasn't it wasn't ideal and um the change in race nights actually impacted us more than we thought it would even just moving from a wednesday to a thursday you'd thought moving you know midweek to another midweek weekday wouldn't have a massive impact but it really did our crowd figure showed that and you know um moving back to the wednesday as we did last year um crowds were good even for second tier racing um and this year they're actually up which has been fantastic so um yeah it for us at the minute the championship is the league i'm not saying that you know the door's completely closed to go back up but i think some things would have to change there um if there was a couple more teams in the top league a bit more variety and there was a bit of flexibility on race nights um never say never you
0: do have involvement of course at the top table of british speedway as as one of the directors and that question about the the premiership is one that that continues of course we've got threats to to many clubs um and and obviously that's something that you're you're involved with the pool we'll talk about that in a sec because you had a big night last week but when we look at the premiership with being a limited amount of teams um peterborough being the notable one that's got the warning the question mark next to it at, at the moment with what's happening with their stadium do you see a world where we are going to be welcoming more teams potentially back into the premiership in the in the next season or so?
3: I think so. Um I think the biggest problem with that would probably be the number of riders. Um hopefully Poland start to, you know, um ease their restrictions on things and it'd be easier to bring in some of the top foreign guys. But if you have more teams in the top league, then um as it stands at the minute, they're probably going to be using more championship riders, which you know obviously there's a lot of questions about the doubling up situation, which doesn't help. Um, I think if Poland ease the restrictions on things, that will make things a lot easier for more teams to go up into that top league, and as well as um, you know um, making the, the the level between the two leagues um, greater, um, which I think is a lot of a, a bonus contention for a lot of fans you know the the fact that the the doubling up supporters don't like it simple as that um i, I mean from a parent's point of view we don't really like it that much but it's a means to an end and at the minute we haven't got a lot of um a lot of choice in riders so hopefully that gets sorted in poland the rider shortage can be eased a little bit um You know, uh, I know a lot of clubs are doing a lot of work to try and bring the next generation through, but they're not quite there yet. Um, A lot of them, I think, give it a couple of years and we should have a better stream of of young riders coming through. But, um, you know, people want here and now, people want it tomorrow. So, um, yeah, hopefully... um, yeah, the door the door definitely isn't closed for more teams to go up, but um, I don't think you know you'll get five teams move move up next year just because there's not enough riders. As simple as that.
0: And how does it work for for teams that do want to go up? Is there a, a certain criteria and a certain sort of threshold of, of of things that they have to have? I mean, just from a from a fans' point of view, and keep it in layman's terms. But what's what is the process? Do, do clubs decide? Do they get invited into the Premiership? What's the what's the sort of you know how does it all, all work basically?
3: Teams apply, um, yeah. you know, they apply to go into the Premiership. If the Premiership wants them, um, they get accepted. Simple as that, you know. Um, obviously, they'll they'll do a lot of research on that team, I'd imagine, and um, make sure that, you know, when you're bringing someone into your league, um, you're only as strong as your weakest link, aren't you? So they want the strongest teams in, uh, in there. And I think, to be fair, they've got six very strong teams in there. We know Peterborough have got the problems with, with their um arena but there's they're very stable clubs they're very well-run clubs there so bringing someone into that fold they gotta make sure it's the right person the the right club um the right promotion so um you know it it won't be anything you know they quickly decide on I imagine they assess it a lot and discuss it amongst themselves um but yeah it's it's up to the it's up to the league basically so simple as that
0: so really it's a a mixture of having the resources um maybe it's the the you know the 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 funding and obviously make sure you're solvent in all but because the 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 cost is different as well you're using the same riders sometimes but the costs are are such much higher aren't they once you move up that that which is another reason why many clubs are staying in the championship of course
3: (laughs) yeah exactly you know um it it is a strange when you're paying you can be paying a lot more for the same riders um Barring, you know, some clubs have got a Jack Hold or a Jason Doyle um, on, on the books as well, which, you know, they're, they're, those guys obviously don't come cheap. Um, yeah, uh, the, 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 it's, 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 it, it does seem a bit alien, especially to people who, you know, outside of the sport that, you know, the same rider can ride for two separate clubs and be on completely different money for each one. But, um, you know, that, that that's the top league. Um you know, that's the one that's on TV that the riders can call for that, especially when you're going up against the likes of Jason Doyle, Jack Holder. You know, it's going to be tougher to points are slightly tougher to come. by. I think especially this year compared to last year, that league is definitely stronger than it was last year. I know it's still um, not quite where it was, um, you know, 10, 20 years ago, but it's definitely moving in the right direction. You know, we've got the likes of a few riders coming back. Um, Frick, Zagar, Doyle. Um, you know, so it, it's moving in the right direction, definitely. It's just, you know, you, these things take time.
0: Yeah, as you say, the, the Polish situation, if 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 they can offer a little bit more, that's going to allow, you know, a, a lot more flexibility for the riders. To go back to maybe how things were, you know, a few years ago where they're riding in multiple leagues and obviously that works well for the top riders and, and works well for the clubs as well, being able to get those riders.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think it's always been a case of, you know, um, that the top guys don't want to ride in, in Britain. Obviously, the money's not as good. We know that um, compared to some of the other leagues. Um, and I think what the the polls brought in in terms of the restrictions really did have a massive effect. Um, I don't think the riders didn't want to ride here. I think it's just that they weren't allowed. Um, what they can learn in Britain, I think, is so important you know we saw that in the gp challenge the other day um you could see the ones who had experience riding these tracks against the one that did not and i'd say glasgow is probably one of the fairest and tracks to those riders to come into you know um other than maybe bellevue um that's probably more that they used to i like to see them come to pool and try that um or or Wolverhampton, you know the likes of those um it's important for these riders to learn the throttle control because obviously in poland they're just full out and it's the tracks just smooth as you like massive and they can just turn on as much as they want over here you've got to learn that throttle, throttle control and um i think that's important and you could really see that difference in the riders you know um in the gp challenge the ones that had had that experience and i think if they want to you know I mean, Smarslick's kind of the exception, isn't he? Because he's, he's, he's a freak. Um, but, um, you know, if if they want to be challenged at the highest level, I think that's very important for them.
0: Well, interesting as well that the three riders that did qualify in Jack Holder, Dan Bewley and Kim Nielsen all have British experience. They've all ridden over here, at various tracks, they've they've been around the the British leagues and and therefore heading to Glasgow as you say. I mean, as it goes, I think Glasgow is one of the more open, faster tracks in in British Speedway. But um, obviously, a few of the the riders that have, have not had that experience perhaps struggled a little bit. And um, obviously, well wishes to to those that uh, that came away injured. Um, but great to have um Dan Bewley in the lineup and all sort for 2023 and and riders like um, Jack Holder as well nailing their place but Kim Nilsson who started the event at 125 to 1 stick a quid on that and uh, you would have been laughing i don't know anybody that did
3: but if they did they had a good night now that was fantastic you know it's um i think one of the biggest criticisms of the GPs was you know there was never any fresh fresh blood going in um, and often when they'd pick the wild cards it would be end up being the guys that finish Ninth, 10th and 11th, and it just you know um, it, it got a little bit stale. Um, so it's really good to see you know um, a new face in there, and obviously Jack and Dan are new faces this year. I think they're both um, really lighting up the scene and and you know um, Dan in particular is showing what he's capable of. Um, yeah, it, it's, it can only be a good thing, and I think you know, um, adds a bit of freshness to that GP series.
0: On his way to the GP Challenge in Glasgow, he, he popped in to have a practice, did Dan Bewley, at uh, the new North Side track, which has uh, been redeveloped at the moment with a view to getting Speedway back in that part of the world, um, either as Workington or, or, or something similar. Of course, you'll be having the, the AGM in the closed season, but do you anticipate that there will be a an application from, from the North Side track to, to bring Speedway back to, to that part of the world?
3: Probably at some level, I'd imagine. Um, I don't know exactly what that level will be right now. Um, Obviously, it's fantastic. They've got the track. Um, I just don't know what the other facilities around there are like. You know, um, obviously, if if you're coming in at Championship, you know, you need a certain amount of facilities, stands, you know, toilets, catering, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm not entirely sure what level they're going to come in at. Um, But, you know, when you... Like last year when Oxford were trying to come back and have come back this year... um, it's fantastic, you know. And um, if they're going to do it anything like Oxford have done, and do it properly, um, it's, it's, fa- it's it's just you know the, the best news for the sport. Um, I don't know if many people have had the chance to go to Oxford, but um, what they're doing there, you know, then they're, they're not taking any shortcuts. They're doing it the proper way, which is what the sports needs. You know, um, we don't want any of the you know these more rundown stadiums and people. Struggling to make ends meet, you know. We want it done properly, and um, it's good to see that. They are Hopefully, Northside can be the same.
0: Yeah, and Oxford has uh, mentioned it a few times, but Oxford's a fantastic night. I know they've, they've pretty much done for their season now, but the way that they ran it, it, you know, they were having DJs beforehand, and the fans were in the pits and all this kind of stuff. Great facilities, loads of places to get something to eat, like uh, street food, kind of artisan um, like vans of food and things like that. You know, it was it was it. it I can't imagine what it, that it would be anything other than a great night for whoever went, and that's obviously that's what we want, isn't it? Not not just the great racing that the track provides, but an all round experience for a fan turning up, paying their money for for an evening's entertainment.
3: Absolutely, you know, support uh, the general public are spoiled now with with choice and variety. Um, you know, I think that's probably been one of the downfalls of speedway. You know, um, there is so much choice out there, and um, what football stadiums are able to offer. You know speedway pales in comparison to it um so when you can you know get get anywhere close to what these guys are offering um and all of the other stuff that comes on the side of speedway um building that whole experience you know making a good night offering good food you know reasonable bar prices um they will come they the the, the supporters will come a lot of us aren't in control of of those um other external factors um like us here at pool but um you know, if you can offer other stuff to keep people entertained um, and get their money's worth, that they, you know, that we, we've seen, you know, here at Paul that if, you know, um, we put other stuff on and, and we, we do other stuff to try and bring the supporters in, they will come. It's just, um, just trying to find exactly what those things are and um, see what makes them tick.
0: Danny Ford, co-promoter of the Pool Pirates, is with us and uh, we'll be back with Danny in just a moment because we've got lots to talk about, not least their clash last week against Red Car, which was a Herculean effort from the uh, track staff to get that one on. And then looking ahead to this coming week, meeting on uh, Wednesday evening, it's the Championship Riders individual. We'll also look at uh, Neil Middleditch's testimonial as well and much more besides. Still to come on No Breaks, No Fear. No brakes. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. We are here every week through the Speedway season looking at what's going on and uh, speaking to some great guests as well. And this week we are joined by co-promoter of the Pool Pirates and a member of the Board of Directors of British Speedway, Danny Ford. And um, Danny, well, you had a a right time as a promoter, uh, shall we say, last week because you had this big meeting set up, Pool Pirates against the Red Car Bears. You'd done a special promotion. It was £10 in, free under under-16s and... Huge crowd turn out, and then the rain comes down, and we know what problem that can be in Speedway. It makes a bit of a mess at the track. The rain did come down, you know, fairly heavily for, for quite some time, about half an hour or so. Uh, the track staff do their thing. The referee lets them get on with it. The riders all agree to ride, and um, despite uh, you know looking like the whole meeting was going to have to get scrubbed, we had a great meeting and a big, big crowd at Pool Stadium went home happy, and and hopefully the council did too. Who were your uh, special guests that night?
3: Yeah, that's it. Um you know, there, there's a lot I could say about that I mean, It was um a real challenge to get that on, you know. Um and I think if if it were just a regular meeting when we didn't have, you know, the council come, we didn't have these extra activities on, we probably would have called it as early as possible. Um, but you know, we had so much coming on and we we knew we'd sold a lot of tickets. We didn't want to let people down. So I thought we'd I thought we'd got away with it after um the the first set of showers finished at about I don't know, four o'clock and I was thinking, you know, if any rain doesn't come now nah, we're, we're sorted. And then gates open five minutes later, you know, we get a torrential downpour and I'm thinking, Oh my God, there's no chance we're getting this on. So, um, you know, th- what we achieved that night track and the track staff achieved was, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen often. Um, and I was determined to make it there. I was, I, you know, fair play to the red card guys. They were very understanding, um, to be fair, I don't think they probably wanted to travel all the way back down to Pool, so they were determined to get it done as well. Um, but when you've got two teams like that who are, are willing to play ball, um, two sets of captains, two team managers who, who want the meeting to go ahead, it makes the life of the promoter a lot easier. Um, you know, it, it, we allowed the time. Um, they allowed us the time to get the track right. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't perfect, but it was never going to be perfect under those conditions. Um, but it was definitely raceable and, and yeah, it was, it was a good night's racing. Um, you know, uh, that coupled along with all the other bits we had going on, you know, face painting for the kids, meet and greet with the riders. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the big thing being the, the reduced admission, um, we had a great crowd. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know, if, if the weather would have been good on that one, I think we would have had an exceptional crowd, um, but um you know financially it 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 wasn't a great night for us um you know there's no getting away from that um we had uh, you know a a lot of kids in um you know it's closer we've been to four figures and kids that i think we've been for a long time um so that was great but you know it doesn't help the purse strings and um uh it was a great promo thing. And I've seen a lot of people commenting saying, oh, you should do that every week. Um, if we did that every week, um, the club wouldn't survive too long. Um, but it's definitely, from a promotional point of view, it's definitely something we're going to revisit again. And, um, you know, uh, £10 speedway, it's it's a bit of a bargain. And with all the other stuff we had an offer, um, people just seem to really enjoy it. And recently at pool, we've had a really feel good atmosphere regardless i think you know the past couple of meetings we've had um uh, i think it started probably against the birmingham one um there's some great racing in that meeting despite it being um a hammering and then we had who we have oxford the week after which was a really close meeting there's just been a real good atmosphere around the whole stadium um you know we got the whole sweet caroline um down to a t um after heat 14. Um, which um, is is fantastic, and you know things are just. We're on a high at the minute, you know, and the boys are riding well. We're all riding, they're riding on confidence. The supporters are happy. Um, things are just good. Things things are good, and um, yeah, hopefully we can just continue that a little bit, um, a little bit longer.
0: What sort of feeling did the council go away with? They they, they seem to be smiling. The, uh, the the people I saw from the council in the photos
3: afterwards. Well, you know, I was I was out on track. Uh, trying to sweep away puddles so i didn't get a chance to meet him and when i did get a chance to meet him i was you know um covered up to my knees in shale so i probably didn't give it the best impression so my dad was hosting them um while i was uh, i was sweeping the puddles away which um so i didn't have much chance but you know he said it couldn't have gone any better um if he, if he tried despite all of the delay um you know, to be fair, the delay wasn't actually that bad. I think it was probably, you know, less than an hour, all in all. So, um, you know, they, they understood that there was going to be a delay once the rain, heavens opened. Um, he said, yeah, all things considered, it could not have gone any better. So, um, you know, while while the short-term future of the club is secured, we want, we want long-term commitment here, you know. Um, Paul, as we said on the night, Paul needs to be where it's such an important part of the town. It's the biggest sport in the borough other than AFC Bournemouth. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very important for us. And we just wanted to get that message across. You know, we don't have enough communication with them. So to w- welcome down in front of a packed Wimborne Road, um, sent a message.
0: It is a, a proper Speedway town. And I, it, it's not many places you go around the country where you can go into a town and talk about the Speedway and people know exactly what you mean. You know the the, the play, There are a few, and I would say Berwick perhaps is another one that's you know everybody knows about the speedway. But Pool, obviously, you're right there in 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 the thick of things, and you know people can't can't not know where Pool Stadium is.
3: Yeah, I do agree with you. Um, to a certain extent, it's not quite the same impact as it used to have. You know, back you know twenty years ago, um, we'd get huge crowds every week you know near enough sell out crowds and um you'd speak to anyone down the street and they'd know what you're talking about um it's probably waned a little bit in the past couple in, in the past decade or so we're just trying to get that message back out and i think you know um that's that's my job now um trying to do the promotion side of things we're getting the word out we we've we've shown what a good night out it can be you know i've seen so many comments of people saying first time at speedway or first time back in um in 20 years, whatever it was, um, and it won't be the last time. So um, we've shown what a good night out can be. Um, it's just you know keeping on top of that and and keeping the consistency high and keeping the products good.
0: And as well in the the digital age, I suppose that that you know marketing your your club you know, on, on the social platforms is such a big thing now because, of course, previously it was just putting a few posters up around town or, or whatever, whereas now, you know, you can you can actually tap into people's handsets and that's, of course, where where the stuff gets uh, noticed now and getting the adverts on there, getting the videos of the racing out there and the excitement and TikTok and Instagram and all this is such a huge part of being a promoter now, I guess, and, you know, you, you've got to react to these these technologies.
3: It is. It's... Is so important. Um, myself, I, I worked for a, a digital marketing company for seven years before coming into the club. Um, so that gave me a, a good understanding of what was required. Um, the problem being is that, you know, that stuff takes a lot of time. Um, you know, people think, you know, you can just take a photo and get it up. No, you need to um, make things look nice and all of that. So it, it, it does take a lot of time. And, um, people probably don't quite appreciate how much time that can take. You know, I'd love to be able to be posting stuff every hour, but it's just not feasible, you know, um, it's, but it is the most powerful tool we now have. And, um, for the most part, unless you're doing any paid adverts, it's free. Um, for a speedway club who don't necessarily run on huge marketing budgets, you know, that's, that's gold dust for us. Um, Mm. 90% 90% of people are now on social, well, I'm sure 99% of people are on social media. So um, how many people spend all day looking at their phones? Um, and if we can get a pull speedway advert pop up or, or the lineup or a graphic something um, showing that we're racing tonight, that's, you know, um, so much more powerful than just having an advert up on a, a, a lamppost when they're driving down the street.
0: You have a big meeting this week. You have one of the big major events in British Speedway, the Championship Riders Individual Championship. And uh, all of the clubs are going to be represented here. And... uh Traditionally, in any speedway calendar, going back over the years, you know this is one of the big focal points of of the year, and the riders all want a bit of personal silverware. The the club's supporters want to support their riders. So uh, the weather this week looks tremendous in Pool on on Wednesday night. So you've got the stage set there for for what could be one of the big
3: meetings of the year here. We want to put out the best lineup possible. You know um, that lineup that provisionally was put out was fantastic. You know I think you weren't really missing anyone um from there so it's a privilege to be able to host a competition like that i know there's a lot of supporters um you know further north who are are moaning that it's it's at pool and are disappointed that it's at pool and obviously midweek they can't travel i do understand that um it is on bsn so worst case scenario they can watch it and you know um obviously you know um things are about Bellevue all the time. They were at Gla- the the GP Challenge at Glasgow. There's not too much going on. Um, I think the last major event we had was probably 2018. So um, it was our turn and uh, I, I won't apologise for that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, what a meeting that's going to be! turn out to be, I, I'd imagine, you know, you, you look at that lineup. you know, Chris Harris has come here this, a few times this season and absolutely torn us apart. Um, Carl Howarth the same. Scott Nichols always turns it on when he comes here. You've got Ryan Douglas, Sam Masters. I mean, it's hard to pick a winner. Um, Hopefully it's one of my boys. Um, You know, Rich and Danny are really in form around here at the minute. Um, But yeah, you can't pick a winner out of that. It's going to be really, really interesting. Um, Our biggest job now, and obviously after last week, is... um, to put, get that meeting on last week you kind of had to destroy the track um you had to take all of the stuff off um and and you're near enough on the base so we're doing everything we can to get the track ready um and you know uh, we, that's been a real um bone of contention for myself coming in i wanted the track to be um, improved a pool. Um, and we'd, we'd achieve that and, you know, riders will come in here and say it's the best they've ever known it, the, the smoothest they've ever known it, Masters Bomber, you know, um, coming here and absolutely loving it. Um, whereas maybe five, ten years ago, Paul was a track away riders would come to and, and dread it. Um, but so I think having that riders championship, we're going to see some fantastic racing because all the riders are going to have, shouldn't have any complaints about the track. And um, yeah, may the best man win.
0: Here's the full lineup then, um, and this is riding order Michael Palmtoft, Leon Flint, Lewis Kerr, Ryan Douglas, Nick Morris, Danny King, Chris Harris, Richard Lawson, Scott Nichols, Justin Sedgman, Charles Wright, Sam Masters, Troy Batchelor. Um, replacing Craig Cook at late notice is uh, going to be Tom Brennan and uh, Josh Pickering and Kyle Howarth. So, of course, all the clubs represented there and uh, a great lineup on show. You have to say, the best of British Speedway there.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I I, I, I thought they'd all ride in the top league as well. So um, it's going to be really interesting. And and as I say, you you can't pick a winner from it. You know, you're going to have excitement. You're going to have it from the gate sometimes. And um, when Bomber, Josh Pickering and stuff are in town, you, you know, you you you're only going to get one thing and that's going to be great racing so i'm really looking forward to that um hopefully we can put on a, sh- a great show for everyone
0: 7:30 the start time then it's wednesday 24th of august what time's gates open and what else is uh, in 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 the experience if people are heading there
3: yeah uh, gates open at 6:30 so just an hour before um start time start time is usually parades at 7:30 so it's a little bit later than that um we got a few things up our sleeve i don't know um let anything out just yet so um yeah just come down and uh enjoy it
0: okay good stuff and then the week after that it's midlow's testimonial which is another big meeting um i mean we've got an interview with midlow that we're going to put in the in the in the podcast next week which um i know that there's um, been done with with scott mitchell the uh People were known from the, from your own live streams. He's been the commentator there with the Dartometer, but also a former world champion darts player. And he's had a sit down with Middle. We'll bring you that next week, but it's going to be on the British Speedway um, socials and stuff later this week, I believe, as well. But his story is fascinating. And, and he had his own testimonial. The story is he had his testimonial... Oh, I can't remember exactly when it was now. It was quite a long time ago, wasn't it? But the club, um, it, it didn't basically, it didn't get the money in the end, didn't he? So it's uh, it's sort of another chance for that.
3: Yeah, I think, I, to be fair, I, I don't know the exact year before I was born. So um, it was a long time ago. It was, it
0: was a while. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but, that's yeah. it. And um, yeah, I think the, the promotion at the time um, basically went bust and he never got paid from his testimonial, which, you know, um, Midlow's a, a club legend and the best way to honour him is to redo that testimonial for him hopefully we'll get a sellout crowd um, and uh, you know the lineup he's going to put on is going to be great um, some of the top riders in Britain and, and in the world come in so um, yeah looking forward to that one so yeah it's, it's definitely going to be a packed out couple of weeks for us you know we've got two really big meetings coming up and then after that you know we're probably into quarterfinals. obviously we've got the semi-final the KO Cup to come up we still got this Jubilee final to fit in so we're going to be flat out until, hopefully not until November again, but certainly until October.
0: Yeah, and of course, yeah, it's it's a bit of an unknown, isn't it, September? It is going to be a busy time for Speedway with with various fixtures. We're not exactly sure who's going to be heading where yet, but they're all still to come. As you say, Knockout Cup's still to, to finish off as well, and it will head um, probably into the, the start of October, but probably
3: um, get things done before
0: November this year.
3: <laughs> that's the goal. I don't think anybody wants to be going back to Glasgow in November. Cause that was really cold for a, a poor Southern boy like me, you know, um, <laughs> that was, uh, that was, that was some quite something. So, um, you know, um, Stevie world's told me he's got a holiday booked in November. So, um, you know, I don't want to disappoint him and have make him cancel that. Um, cause he almost had to last year. Um, so yeah, it is, it's, it's going to be a really busy time for us in particular, you know, um, we've got a lot of fixtures to fit in and, um, that's that's great for the riders you know the riders want to have as much track time as they can um it's just you know uh, this time later on in the year the weather can start to have its say hopefully it doesn't um and we can get through it all smoothly and um yeah uh that's that's the goal and um yeah if if all things considered i think we'll probably end up with about you know about eight more home meetings um even now so it's good it's it's really good and this is where we want it to be um it's just uh, yeah, fin it, win now, and uh, getting through it.
0: And ha- as has been mentioned already, you know the the quarterfinals gives you those extra meetings, keeps you sharp as long as you win them. <laughs> of course, that's the thing. But you know, maybe there are clubs that are going to be in the semi-finals that aren't going to be having as as regular meetings, depending on how things pan out in the playoff picture. And of course, there's Jubilee Trophy involved, perhaps for for the sides as well. But um maybe that will keep them busy, you could argue. But um riders want to ride, don't they?
3: Yeah, I think that's gonna hopefully play into our favour. I mean there's no it's not a foregone conclusion that we're you know, there's definitely no guarantees that whoever we are against in the quarterfinal that we're gonna beat beat Um, I think we'll probably be the favourite too. but um, you know, Speedway can throw up a lot of um a lot of surprises, um, that's for sure. So it's you know, we we need to be on top of our game, we can't have another blip like we had mid-season. Um, that that definitely cannot happen. Um, every meeting now is a final for us. You know, if if we lose a meeting, then you know we can be knocked out of a competition. So we need to treat every meeting like a final. Um, that's what we're going to do, and um, yeah, we'll see where we stand uh, at the end of the season.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, Danny. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, good luck for the meeting this week and for the for the onward season for the Pool Pirates, uh, a side that I'm sure we've. Uh, certainly got a lot
3: a lot left to see of you uh, in the in the next couple of months i'm sure that some of the supporters will be very happy about that and some won't <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you can repay them by handing out another 200 whistles
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know the amount of complaints i got about that is is more than anything that you know um, I I don't think a lot of the regulars were too impressed with the whistles, but um, it made for a great amount of sound on the centre green. You know, when you're stood in the centre green and the noise the councillors probably um, got and the reception they got, they probably weren't quite expecting. So from that point of view, from the PR point of view, it was great. But I do appreciate, you know, someone blowing a whistle in your ear for um, an entire evening probably isn't a lot what a lot of people want. Um, But... Yeah, three for four, definitely. <laughs> well, it made for the atmosphere and did
0: the job for the council, and that's that was the uh, the, the main thing. So, that's job done. Perfect.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Thanks a lot, Danny.
3: Perfect. Thanks, Ian. Great speech, yeah.
0: Danny Ford co-promoter of the Pool Pirates and uh, great to have him on No Breaks No Fear this week and um, it is Pool Stadium that is the host venue for the big fixture on Wednesday the Championship League Riders Championship individual tournament and of course that gets underway at 7:30 at Pool the other fixture on Wednesday is the Oxford Chargers versus the Mildenhall Fen Tigers in the National Development League on Thursday we have all six premier Teams in action. Uh, Ipswich Witches versus the Wolverhampton Wolves. Peterborough Panthers versus the Kingsland Stars and Sheffield Tigers versus the Bellevue Aces. Some big local derbies going on. Get yourself over to those on uh, Thursday. And then on Friday, National Development League action at uh, Edinburgh where Armadale Devils face the Bellevue Colts. And a big one in the championship. Could be a deciding fixture, you have to say. It's certainly a must-win for the Redcar Bears, this one. Redcar versus Scunthorpe. The two sides battling out for that final place in the playoffs, really, as uh, far as it goes. And that's um, on Friday at 7.30 at the Echo Arena. Big, big, big fixture, that one. Saturday, Berwick Bandits host the Scunthorpe Scorpions. And depending on what happens the previous night, that could be a must-win for Scunthorpe as well, conversely. And then on Sunday, it's um, the Kent Royals versus the Plymouth Centurions and the Fen Tigers versus the Oxford Chargers in the National Development League. And then next Monday, back to Premiership action again. And, um, well, we've got uh, a full day because it is Bank Holiday Monday, of course, we should say. And um, the Bellevue Aces having the traditional Bank Holiday double header against Wolves. And so at 12 o'clock, it'll be the Bellevue Aces versus the Wolverhampton Wolves um, at 12 noon at the National Speedway Stadium. And then we've got uh, the return of that, Wolverhampton versus Bellevue at 8 o'clock. And in between there, we've got the Peterborough Panthers versus the Sheffield Tigers at five. So if you're particularly skilled at driving, there's possibly a chance that you could do them all. Perhaps if you're Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) So that's Monday. Big, big day in Speedway. Tuesday, it's the Plymouth Gladiators versus the Redcar Bears, which uh, for Redcar, could yet be a deciding fixture for them to get in the uh, playoff places. We'll have to wait and see how that pans out. We will hopefully have a better idea by this time next week when we'll be back with the next episode of No Breaks No Fear where uh, our main focus next week will be looking ahead to the British Under-21 final which happens next Wednesday at Birmingham. So do join us for that. Uh, We'll also be looking ahead to Neil Middleditch's testimonial as well and looking ahead to the rest of the action and reaction from those uh, Monday fixtures. There's going to be lots to talk about next week on No Breaks, No Fear. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to listen to our previous episodes. We've had some uh, big ones this last couple of weeks with uh, Simon Stead, our guest. Uh, the previous week and before that Kelvin Tatum was with us so uh, even though some of the content might be slightly out of date there's always some little nuggets to take from those and uh, don't forget to like or subscribe depending on your app of choice to the podcast so you don't miss a future episode and we'll be back with you next week here on No Breaks No Fear. Have a great week in Speedway and we'll talk about it all next week
3: No Breaks No Fear The official British Speedway podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.